0: Here's the situation. You must name 10 things that cost over 10 cents and under $10 that contribute significantly to your enjoyment of life. Ooh. What are your 10? Oh boy, oh, boy.
1: Okay. Okay. I'll try. I'll try. That's...
0: All right, we're going to come back to that at the end. I'm TJ Jagadowski.
1: I'm Rush Howell. And this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. Uh, And this week's theme is Past Tens.
0: Past Tens.
1: Yeah, P-A-S-S-E-D, if it matters, and T-E-N-S, Past Tens. Um, and, Rush, as always, with we, well, how this works is we ask each other questions disguise as situations that's or right. vice versa that uh, neither you have heard before nor I have heard before if they're coming, uh, coming this away. Yeah, that's right. All right. So let's we'll get right uh, into I'm gonna, it. I'm going to hit you with your first one, Rush. Here's Great. the situation. Past tens. You are brought in by the World Congress for Units and Measures to work on a brand new project. Great. All right. They are setting new unconventional scales, as in 1 to 10. Okay. But using different markers to set the ends of those scales. So they need you, to, for some of them, to set the endpoints, and um, on others, the midpoints, and on a couple, they need you to uh, set both.
0: Okay. Cool. I got it.
1: So I'll give you an idea of what uh, what the scale is that you're setting and what you'll need to set. Okay. Rush, they want you to set both endpoints from blank to blank um, on the scale of stand-up comedy scale.
0: Scale of stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to do uh, crickets is one end okay. of stand-up comedy. And uh, the other end is um, uh, uproarious laughter.
1: Okay. And if they said, like, hey, we, we, we want one other scale, but we want it people. Um can you give us from from who to who to set the scale on a scale of um you know like on, sure. a, on a scale of Dane Cook yeah to to Eddie uh 80s Eddie Murphy. Okay, great. On a scale of Dan Cook, to Eddie is perfect. Oh. Perfect perfect. Um so they know the endpoints of the Nick Cage as an actor scale. They know it runs from left behind to leaving Las Vegas. Okay.
0: They want you to set the midpoint of the oh. of the Nick Cage as an actor scale. Wow. Uh God. what's crazy about the Nick Cage as an actor scale is it is a reverse uh <laughs> Uh, distribution, right? Most distributions uh, clump up at the middle, like uh-huh. a standard bell curve. Not Nick Cage. It's real barbell. Nick Cage is a is a straight up barbell. <laughs> he has thirty horrific performances and like you know several great ones. So what's right in the middle? Uh, I I would say like and also like middle has got to be a little quintessential, like some of the good and some of the bad. Uh-huh. Feels like Con Air. Okay, perfect, perfect. We said
1: the midpoint is Con Air. I think when I looked it up, there was actually a ranking system of like seventy-two movies. Yeah, and I think National Pastime might have been like it was Sorcerer's Apprentice and National Pastime. I think were thirty-five and thirty-six <laughs> that feels, of one to seventy two. Certainly
0: feels right. <laughs> what, what, what is National Pastime?
1: National oh, Treasure?
0: Oh, I'm sorry, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, and so. there was two of those. So it's funny that they're those, those. He was much worse or much better in one of the two national treasures.
1: All right, Rush. They're setting the Beatles scale from Ringo to. Uh,
0: I, I'm going to say
1: John. Okay, from Ringo to John. Great. So you you would say it goes Ringo, George, Paul, John. Yes, on the Ringo on the Beatles scale. Great. We need both endpoints for the
0: um, sandwich side scale. Okay, sandwich side scale. Uh on your one end you got um oh uh like wet coleslaw. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, where the where the mayo, it's like kind of mayo, but it's like it it, it it's just a little like vinegar it, in there. It, yeah, it just looks it like it looks like you dropped some carrot slices into skim <laughs> milk. You know, that's <laughs> uh-huh, the worst. I, hear you. I don't want anything to do with that that sandwich side. From wet slaw to uh crisp fries. Okay, great. Um What's the
1: midpoint on that, just out of curiosity? Onion ring. Okay, great. Um, we need both endpoints and the midpoint for the pleasantness in my mouth scale. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, I'm going to say, uh, boy, hangover. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm going to say, uh, well, no, no, no. I'm going to say... Slept in Penn Station. Okay. On a scale of uh, Slept in Penn Station 2. All the way to, um, I guess, probably like <laughs> first bite of pancakes, maybe. Okay. Okay. And midpoint is? Um. Brush your teeth right after orange juice.
1: Okay, great. Right in the center?
0: Yeah, because <laughs> it's kind of some good and kind of some bad. <laughs> this is
1: the uh, the last one for you, Rich. You're doing a great job, by the way. We need both endpoints and the midpoint for people na- on the people named John scale.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. John. I'm think, I'm trying, trying to come up with a serial killer. Isn't there like John Paul... Uh, God. John the Wayne second. Gacy. Isn't that a thing? John yeah. Wayne Gacy? So that's got to be like the worst John Great. who ever lived. And the best John... Who's the best athlete named John McEnroe? Surely there's a better John athlete. John... Riggins? I'm going to go McEnroe over Riggins. Uh, who is the greatest John? I mean, maybe like John Paul. the John Havlicek? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that was a good one. John Havlicek versus McEnroe maybe up there. But the all-time greatest John. Samos? I, you know, <laughs> I might have Samos over both of those. <laughs> I'm going to say it's like the, the, the John in the Art History Museum at Princeton University because I went there. I would walk a long way. <laughs> I would walk a long way to get... <laughs> To get to that toilet, because so, good uh, grief did we have bad toilets. over So on, most a, of that. on a
1: scale of uh, John Wayne, Wayne Casey
0: to the John in
1: the Princeton Art Museum? <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and what's the midpoint? Who's the midpoint, John? Uh, I'm going to say I, I'm also a big fan of John Mulaney. So he's not as good as that bathroom, but he's he'd be up there for me. Uh, the midpoint, I'm going to say, is... Um, uh, Golly, Ritter? No, Ritter's on the high end. Okay, I like Ritter. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, John Mellencamp. Okay, <laughs> John Cougar Mellencamp, <laughs> Cougar. way higher. But John okay. Mellencamp, that stage more in the middle. of Nice that. job, Rush. That, that wasn't easy. Good work. All righty. <laughs> okay, we're on past tens. I love it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on tens for a bit. Okay, buddy. So uh, here's the situation. You're uh, you're brought in to interview at Perfect Ten magazine and Perfect Ten magazine is all about finding the, the best in various categories. And, you know, uh, of course, when we think of Perfect Tens, we think of gymnastics. We think of like uh, models and like Bo Derek being a Perfect Ten. But the Perfect Ten magazine, what they like to do is find some, you know, uh, maybe sometimes less discussed topics where you give the absolute, in your opinion, T.J. Jagodowski, the absolute best, the perfect 10 10. for this sort of thing. So I'm going to start with a board game. What is the board game that you've played that for you is the perfect 10, just the most enjoyable for you, even if you're not not a huge board game guy? I know that. But you Mm got to come up with one that you're going to give a perfect 10 to. Um, The only reason, the only reason this isn't Trivial Pursuit,
1: is that you can get caught in a goddamn roll again endless loop around uh, yeah. around the outer edge. Yeah. So I am gonna give the perfect ten is a game that I, I'm not sure if they still make it called Mastermind. Oh are you sure. Yeah. Mastermind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Still make it. I'm giving Mastermind the perfect ten.
0: So you gotta you put in your, your sequence and yep. then the other person's gotta guess it. Yep. Uh what what is your trivial pursuit uh game of choice?
1: Genus one. Okay.
0: And then if not, then genus two. But okay. I
1: once they break it down into more specific than that, I and and I I'm trying to think. I played like some twentieth, you know, twentieth anniversary or twenty fifth anniversary, which was fine. But uh, the cl- the 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 cleanliness of the first genus is still my favorite.
0: Oh, the entertainment questions are horrific, rough, horrific, rough. The getting that pink wedge is not going to happen very often. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> all right, what's what's a perfect ten? They say a single. Uh, historical sporting event the single greatest historical sporting event for you the perfect 10 was what
1: game four uh game four red sox versus uh versus yankees um
0: dave robert steel game
1: mm-hmm. i'm trying to think if there's anything more yeah bill miller with that ground ball up the middle against mo i think that's yeah, 2003,
0: Game game
1: 4, Red Sox versus Yankees, ALCS.
0: Now, I've always wondered a little bit about that one because you win that game, and mm-hmm. it, it feels great, yeah. but you're still down 3-1. Oh, yeah. At that moment, were you like, did you think you had a chance, or were you just kind of like, well, at least we got one on Mo, and that was I nice. I always thought we had a chance. At 3-0 down, you thought sure. you thought good to go. down. You were I didn't also, think good to go. Yeah. <laughs> But you believed. At three zero. you weren't I, like, the hell with this, we're losing the Yankees again, this is how it always happens. I'll watch a regular season
1: May 4th game uh, especially against the Yankees, but if the Red, Red Sox are down by seven in the eighth, I'm watching. I'm watching till the ninth. Like I, I either suffer all the way through, or but I never entirely think that we are we are done and we are done and uh, done and gone. And the only reason and and Game Seven was extraordinarily satisfying. Um, but, but that game wasn't as nip tuck. That, no. that was there was an early game was four an, was Damon tight. Had an early you know there was an early Granny and um, so yeah game four was 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 pretty phenomenal.
0: All right, perfect ten piece of furniture. Wow, perfect
1: ten piece of furniture. Tempted to say a sectional couch, but I just don't buy it right now. Oh. Um, with cushion, a um a, a porch a, a rocking oh, nice. porch chair that's a great one yeah
0: that's a great one ice cream flavor hmm
1: yep I hear you um I'm gonna go mint chocolate chip I no I'm gonna go regular chocolate chip but with those like the thinly super thinly shaved chips oh yeah those are good you know like uh it, howard johnson's i don't even know if howard johnson's exists anymore i don't but think so howard johnson's yeah. used to have a um used to have an ice like there was an ice cream stop there'd be all along the, the roads and stuff and hojo to go had a uh, had a <laughs> had a, to a, go. a chocolate chip where it was like f- super flaked Tiny, tiny little chocolate mm. chips, and that was that was pretty that was pretty phenomenal and a lot of them, I yeah. imagine yeah it,
0: it was peppered throughout, you yes. know yeah, nice uh do you like uh oreo ice cream I do i do too. I do
1: yeah nice i i in general, I like the cookies and cream genre yes, yeah,
0: uh, agreed uh fish sure Wh- which fish is the perfect 10 the, the, the greatest embodiment of fish for man, you and the archer
1: fish is goddamn cool. Um, that's the one that can shoot water in a, in a line and knock, knock like oh, insects no. off of leaves and really? stuff. Okay. Oh yeah. I don't know, yeah. That's yeah. a pretty great fish. Marlin is a phenomenal. I love, that would probably be my is answer is the marlin. Phenomenal fish. Sailfish. Yeah. Um, is there anything better? I do like a whale shark. I do. Uh, I, I, like, I like, um, I, right now I'm going to go with that archer fish. So okay. That
0: thing just thrills me. Sure. And I'm going to end with T-shirt. It's a perfect 10. What's an absolute perfect T-shirt?
1: I'm going to answer something that's not... Is not in my repertoire. I the only the only print I have T shirts with printing on them. The only printing I have on there are all um, hometown sports teams or places in my hometown. Like okay. uh, there's a hot dog joint. called Nick's Nest. That I have I have one of their T shirts. My brother got me a map of the Holyoke neighborhoods okay. that, that I wear. But I think the perfect T shirt, and I'll have to answer this basically on behalf of other other people, is a worn concert shirt you know, like that you've had forever of the concert that you actually attended okay. and had a and had a, a great a yeah. great time at. For for me personally, it'd be sort of a deep nap gray, worn through, like kind of double ply, yeah. but now it's worn down a little bit through use. For me, that's the perfect shirt. But I think the most perfect t shirt is 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 uh, is like a concert memento from something that you just remember. Buying.
0: I think any great old t shirt like That worn gray is always what comes to mind Mm -hmm. for the shirt that lasts with you forever. Uh, If and when you move out of Chicago, will you be willing to add to your T-shirt collection uh, Chicago... Uh, specific references on t-shirts
1: maybe something like the i, I like the flag i like the chicago city flag yep. i think that's pretty cool if there was something that even had the like the checkerboard like you know like the checkerboard band that cops have here oh on yeah there. okay if it was something like that where it wasn't it didn't say like you know the windy city on it but if it was something yeah. a little more inside then 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 i would yeah. you wear this no flag. chicago sports teams are going to make it in no chicago what sports about teams
0: like uh skyline or a picture like the that's two on the nose or something like that two on
1: the nose yeah okay. i have to be a little a little more subtle with it somehow
0: uh okay what about like
1: something that just said no ketchup on it it'd be something like that okay what about like second city no okay no
0: um what about uh mission theater
1: yes because okay. no one's gonna know what that is No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, one, no one knows here what that is So, uh, so I can wear that anytime <laughs> Thank you man, you good? Yeah, All yeah, right. that's what I got Alright Rush, I'm going to focus on past For this one Great. As in things you might pass by Okay. Here's the situation, you're on a road trip You have no hard timeline So you're able to stop whenever and wherever you uh, want It's my fantasy I'm going to give you some real roadside attractions And I'd like you to tell me If you're going to stop or pass by Okay. Cool. So you're driving through Alabama. You see a sign. Pa-
0: pass by. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, 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 oh, go ahead. There's many things I like in Alabama. Absolutely. You're driving okay. through
1: Bama, and you see a sign for the world's largest
0: brick. No. Pass I, by. No. I, yeah. I I may be kind of boring on these because I'm not I'm not uh, all that interested in stopping for oddities. Okay. I like the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. Sure. What was that a Weird Al song? Uh, but yeah. Uh, so no, I don't care about the big brick. Okay, you're driving through Alaska and you
1: see uh, a sign for the Hammer
0: Museum. I think I want to see the Hammer Museum. What <laughs> do I do? I mean, it's a whole, it's a lot of hammers. Uh, yeah, it's a hammer museum. You know, I think I'm interested. Really these are hammer? real things, or these are, are all real th- things. Yeah. I think I, I think I, I mean, first of all, I'm in Alaska. Okay, so one of my concerns is. I probably don't have that much to do, and I'm I'm not probably driving back through Canada and down there. So I, I think I'm going to be like, you know, things are a little different in Alaska. I'm going to check out the hammer music. Okay. I, I, I'm pretty sure how you're going to go with this one.
1: For, you're driving through Indiana. Yeah. And you see a sign for the world's biggest ball of paint. No. <clears throat> no? It's ball, not string. Ball of paint. Yeah, it's a ball of paint. I, I, the world's I, biggest. No. Okay. Okay. Um, You're driving through Iowa. And you see a sign that says, future birthplace of Captain Kirk. You stop by?
0: No. Okay. You're going to pass. Yeah, that's a pretty hard pass. I mean, I I like that I saw the sign. I hear. hear. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I can can basically already say I I saw it. Okay.
1: And all these are conveniently located, we'll say. You know, it's not going to... Yeah. You're... You're right off the highway for these.
0: Yeah. Um, How about uh, you're in Kansas? But, I mean, I'm going to lose an hour going there, and then they're going to be like, yeah, this is where he is supposed to be born. Remember from Mm -hmm. the first Star Trek? And I'm going to say, I don't really know that much about Star Trek, but I know a little bit, and I'm, uh, I'm okay. What if it was like future birthplace of Han Solo? No,
1: I know no. Okay. Um, you're driving through Kansas, and you see a sign that says, world's largest collection of the world's smallest versions of the
0: world's largest things. Oh. Uh, I mean, I'm probably not, but I'm at least a little intrigued. Mm-hmm. But I, What I'm going to do is probably spend about the next five minutes driving trying to... Uh, uh think that one through in my head and just say, okay, wait okay. a second. So it's the world's largest collection. Easy enough. It means yep. you have a lot of these things. Uh of the world's smallest versions. Correct. Okay. So we it's gonna be a bunch of miniatures of large things. And, and okay, great. So you're gonna have like the Golden Gate Bridge, but it's gonna be a tiny, tiny. version of it. Yeah, which, the world's smallest
1: version of it.
0: Yeah. And if but it's not gonna be I mean first of all, there's too much hyperbole in that name because if you had the world's smallest uh you know, miniature of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. You couldn't even see it. You need microscopes for all of it. Isn't that great? Yeah, I don't think they have microscopes though. So. Mm-hmm. We don't know. I think it's uh, these people yeah. are look at, and we're not the, gonna. This know is like the click, This is by. clickbait before the internet. My <laughs> all friend. right, hard, hard, hard pass.
1: All right, you're you're enjoying your you're enjoying your little uh, your little sojourn through Minnesota when you see yep. a sign that says the Spam
0: Museum. No, God, no, oh, I don't pass, know. Pass. Okay. pass for sure.
1: All right, you're in New York. And uh, you see a sign that says the world's largest
0: kaleidoscope. I kind of want to see that.
1: Okay, I'm in- I'm intrigued. I'm we got gotcha. you. And lastly, um, you're in the uh, the Green Mountain State up there in Vermont. Okay, and you see a sign for the Museum of Everyday Life: pencils, scissors, keys. Yeah. the yeah. mundane, uh,
0: overlooked in other museums. Th- yeah, I'm actually intrigued. Get by the that. hell out of here! No, I'm going to do it. I'm in Vermont. I'm going to go look. How? Now wait a minute. I just want to see uh, because it's like install it's like installment art, okay, so I want to see why on earth th- th- that this like kind of works like what is it that you're gonna talk about? I'm assuming I, here's what I'm I think I'm gonna get and if I don't, I'm gonna exit really quickly. but I think I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna learn a bunch of like basic fa- like like interesting stories and origin stories and facts around a, a lot of things that I take for granted. granted. okay, okay, so I think I'm gonna leave. I mean, part, part one. Fun thing about life is, or you know, you, you get to you get to pick up a few things you didn't know every week, but you know, from before. And I bet I go into that museum and I'll leave with like four or five interesting stories. Um, one you, of my favorite books was "A Short History of Nearly Everything" by Bill uh-huh. Bryson, and you know. Uh That w- what I loved was you, you finish like three chapters and you're like oh my god I know all these things I didn't know going in I bet I get a feeling like that from this place
1: if you walk in and the you know like the first display is like it's a desk and then on that desk is a stapler a paper paper
0: clip and a pencil that's it There's, I'm out okay. immediately out if okay. if all it is is like the equivalent of You know, the joke that's probably been in two or three movies where they're at some avant garde modern art thing and they're like, oh my God, that's, look at how interesting. And they're like, that's just the trash can. You know, (laughs) I think that joke has been in multiple movies. And if it's like that, uh, yeah, absolutely get me out of there. How much did the state
1: influence you? Because it seemed like somehow being in Vermont made that museum more appealing to you. It
0: had an impact because, uh, and and I did stop for the kaleidoscope. I'm not sure I would actually have stopped for the kaleidoscope, but in both Vermont and, and Alaska, I was a little more worried about having time. Okay. In a lot of those states, I, I felt like I was probably driving through, and even though I I was aimlessly kind of taking my time, my guess is I was, as I was moving through, I was kind of like, all right, we're going to try to get to Chicago by <laughs> evening, you know, okay. or whatever. Um but I, I actually, of all of them, the one that I'm most intrigued by, but it could it could be the most uh, disappointing too, is this uh, everyday life thing. Yeah. All right. Nice job. How about you? Would you have stopped at any of them?
1: Um. I. Th- oh yeah. The the kaleidoscope intrigues me. The world's largest kaleidoscope. I yeah. wanna look I want to look through that. Um. The largest brick? No. Hammer Museum? No. Ball of paint? No. <laughs> Captain Kirk? No perhaps the world's largest collection of the world's smallest version of the world's largest things. I think they hooked me. I yeah. think they hooked me they with clickbait, The, click, the uh, kaleidoscope,
0: I think just that one in the kaleidoscope. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm on the fence on the three that I said. I'm not like, if I have anything to do we're we're, uh, yeah. we're 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 speeding right through. <laughs> Although I'd
1: say in general, I'm more likely to stop for something just to look at it than something that would require me to go in and walk around. Oh, okay. so I'm probably more likely to stop at a literally like in a, in a roadside attraction than a museum. Yeah, more than likely.
0: See, I also like I very rarely take photographs, mm-hmm. so I think for people that photograph, it's like great. Oh, biggest brick, let's get a quick couple shots and mm-hmm. move on. Like for me, I'm if I'm stopping, I'm more like all right, I'm I'm intrigued to what's going on here. But for the most part, I'm, I, I, it's probably all a lie, TJ. Like i probably never stopping. Like I, I usually plan my stuff out a little bit more than I probably should. Uh-huh. So I'll be like, here we go. Here's where I want to stop. Uh, so anyway, all right. I, I like that one. So now, uh, I'm gonna do one that focuses on uh past as well. Okay, buddy. Here's the situation. Yeah, you're out for a jog okay a person who appears to be running only slightly faster than you seems to be gaining on you what are the ramifications of this situation for your jog and why just that someone that's it someone's I want gaining this on is going to be more of one of these thinkers right so it's not okay. a it's not, it, this is a common situation yeah um I just want to know how it affects your behavior if Let's say you're just hypothetically you're running nine thirty miles. Okay? okay. Out jogging, running, whatever you want to call it. You're running nine thirty miles. And nine thirty is that the time or my speed? That's I, your speed. A, you're each mile you're running okay. in nine minutes and thirty seconds. And this person's running about a nine twenty five okay. mile. So you can you can tell just by hearing. You haven't turned around and looked or anything, but but you can tell this person is gaining on you, but not quit they're not blowing by you either. Affects me not at all. Not at all. You just let them you just slide ahead. right on by. Yep. Okay. Doesn't yep. doesn't catch me? Pass me? Go right
1: ahead. Lap me? No problem. Okay.
0: Interesting. So <clears throat> here's so here here's the question. Once they pass you, mm-hmm. is there anything about them to where it would affect you once they go by? So let me give an example. Their gender. Let me get another example the guy's wearing a tuxedo. Is there anything uh, or their age or something mm-hmm. that would make you uh, change your, your plans or do anything different than what you're already doing? Uh,
1: I don't think so. The only thing would, be, nothing about their appearance, nothing about gender, nothing about age. If I got, I, the only thing that I can think of that popped ahead was if he, if he, and this would more than likely only be if it was a guy, was like, shitty as he, shitty to me as he went by or okay. like, or seemed to be like, you know, or or something like that. Like, um, and the, and, and it still only might because, um, in my, I don't like to run. I can't run. I, I tire quickly. I'm not good running over long distances. I can walk forever and ever. I'm just, a, I'm bad at running or never okay. got good at it. So I, I don't even know if it would affect my my anything about me. Cause I'm pretty sure this guy could like absolutely just dust me, yeah. you know? And so it, the only thing I can think of is if he was like purposely shitty or,
0: or condescending or something as he went by. Got it. So, but, but that would be all I could say. So I, I would have a very different for me. If, um, if somebody's just blows by me, then, then that's not going to affect my run in any way, shape or form. If the person is, um, just a little bit faster than me, Uh, it's gonna make me change my run. I'm either gonna speed up a little bit to to hold them off, or I'm gonna stop and get some water or divert. I don't want them like loudly, like coming up and like panting, and you know, then very slowly going by me, such that we're like in lockstep for a while, and then they they and then you know, because again, if if this person's running nine twenty fives and I'm running nine thirties. They're not going to be out of my vision uh-huh. for like three miles. Yeah, and I, I I'm gonna. Admit that's gonna make me uncomfortable. What I, what
1: might be different or interesting is I would do exactly what you're talking about if, if the situation was the same, but we were walking. Okay, I would because it is, it's. If you're walking just a little bit faster than the person in front of you, it takes you a long time. It sounds weird when you're approaching them. Yes. But for some reason with running, it feels like this is my workout, this is your workout. It's separate. But when you're walking, you're just getting from one place to another. And and I've I've been just a little bit faster than other people and will super rev up my walking speed until I feel like I've passed caught past and put a distance enough in between them that we're, we're now far enough. I do that with running.
0: I I think I have a lot of weird minor psychological things during running that there's no real reason to have them. But, but I think it's, it it comes from a lot of places. One is I feel like I kind of want to be out on my own Mm -hmm. when I'm doing that. Walking would be the same. And I don't want, I, I don't want the invasion of the space by the person. The second thing is, I worry that I'm causing them discomfort in the same way that they're probably causing right. me discomfort because right. there's just something odd about it. Um then one thing that it sounds like you don't have, which I unfortunately have, is there's gonna be like a little bit of an overly competitive thing mm-hmm. where I'm not going to like getting past, which maybe goes back to the fact that I used to run competitively. Right. right. But I don't like getting past, and so if I'm in a spot where I'm like, uh, they're ultimately going to pass me. Like if I only have a little while to run, I may just speed up and, and not allow them to have that opportunity. But if I think they're going to pass me, then I'm going to figure, I'm going to double back or change my route. It is, even though it shouldn't have any impact, right? I should just be doing my own thing, right? Control what you can control. Don't let other things bother you. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm going to have to, I'm going to, my entire plan is going to be altered off of this, this thing of this person being just a little too close to me
1: I might be different if it was an arena in which I felt like I could compete if we were if I was side by side to someone in a batting cage and you know and someone's like just just a little bit more I can just hear the sound of the bat or whatever like that guy's on that ball yep. more then maybe i'll I would you know hunker down a little bit or, or or something like that, but in something where like something like running where i f- already in my head feel like I got no chance to like keep up with someone who's a little bit better than me for any amount of time in this, then I I would, I would basically puppy roll over, show tummy, you know, as soon as, as soon
0: as I could. All right. Uh, so one follow up question (laughs) is if people had to jog and walk everywhere, no other transportation, would our population be more concentrated or more dispersed? So oh. would would we have even more people in our largest cities, or would it be significantly less, or would it be about the same? And we would have around the same amount of kind of my guess is percentage more, of population in the urban areas. My guess my guess is that we'd be more highly concentrated in our urban
1: areas. Um if that was the only way you could get around, or small towns would have a more central hub than they than they than they would otherwise, but my guess is more people would move to the cities just for the ease of like hell. If you had to walk to a hospital, my guess is you're going to want to be pretty close to a hospital yeah, or that's a good doctor. Point. Yeah, um, I
0: wonder what the population density though was back in you know kind of before the car, and then mm-hmm. you know as before the wagon and other things like that. Just to see, because I could see the counter argument being. You know, people would just kind of spread out. It'd be like being shot out of a gun, except, you, you know, you don't have enough field. So eventually the scatter shot kind of drops and drops into a lot of different areas. And then just a bunch of little towns would form. And so you'd have like you'd have like a big, big area that would always be near water. And there'd be, a, you know, dozens or hundreds of miles before you got to some other big body of water mm-hmm. that was a nice place to live. And then along the way, you would just have a steady line of 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 towns and everything and and maybe people would be you know just more spread out because they'd have to be more self-sufficient yeah because they're more self-sufficient it's easier to have farms and everything and you'd have a you'd have a much less dense uh population
1: i think maybe and i'm thinking and if i'm Thinking about this question correctly, before there was a cart, or before you know, like you, you had a horse and knew how to ride a horse. I think people were just, just were more self sufficient, right? Could like, yeah, hunt their own or fish their own food or farm yeah, their own food, and and like, and now people, I think, have become so not self sufficient yeah. that you'd have no choice but to go where all the where all the stuff is, yeah. I'm as opposed bad... to learning how to be self sufficient.
0: Right. You know, like getting off the grid and learning how
1: to do all that.
0: Yeah. I'm in very bad shape if I have to oh, yeah, produce dude. my own food. Oh yeah. It would go very poorly for me. I won't make it long.
1: We're 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 like dogs. We're like dogs need like need people to make their stuff, but we're like people who need people. To- yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Rush. Um we are familiar with decade names like the Roaring Twenties or you know, um yeah. or the thirties are basically known as the you know, the, the Great Depression. Here's the situation, Rush. I'd like you to come up with names and descriptors for a couple personal decades of your life, okay, and a couple that are still to come. All right. So for your how what what name would you attach and what descriptors would you put on your twenties? To yeah,
0: your twenties. Ooh, uh, I would call my twenties, um, boy. Let me think about it. So there are a couple different things coming to mind. First is like the big shift. Okay. Because I think unequivocally the most important decision I made in my life was when I was twenty five or twenty six. You, you was, know you know what your detractors are gonna start to call that, right?
1: If you call it the big shift. Uh they'll call yeah, I mean You know what they're gonna, you know, like the, they'll call it the, the nasty little nickname for it's gonna The Pig Shift. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Uh, rig oh rig rig drift. <laughs> right. You the got. Rig drift, you yeah. got. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, so maybe the big the big shift <laughs> emphasis on F uh <laughs> because I decided to give up um pursuing comedy as a career and go to law school. And so that was that's like the moment it was kind of most important to me in the 20s and and my 20s are very different because you know, they start in college, then there's phase two is, is the four years doing improv full-time or, or, you know, I had a job, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then three years of law school. And then I, I moved back to Chicago when I was 29. So, uh, you know, you could also say like the school years, because I was in school five of the five of the 10 or six of the 10 almost, but, um, but you know maybe that's not a good way to describe it because that's just pointing to one big event uh i you know boy i don't know i really enjoyed my 20s that's for sure so but but yeah i'm going to just stick with what that that was the first thing Great. that kind of came up the to big mind. shift
1: how yeah. about how about your uh the years of 30 up to 40
0: uh groundwork i yeah. mean i think uh My 30s, I I worked uh, hard. Um, I worked a lot of hours. I worked the same job for the entirety of my 30s. And I think I laid the groundwork for the future through my 30s in terms of my career. And then, um, you know, they were probably, if I'm honest, too career focused. uh, My 30s, because I I did not do um, a great job with my uh, health. Um, I mean, I didn't have any like major health issues, but I, I just, I spent most of my thirties overweight. I spent most of my thirties exercising less than I would like to. Um, they were certainly, you, you could definitely call them the up and down thirties cause I probably <laughs> lost and gained 30 pounds or more, uh, on three occasions during my thirties. Um, and but, but I, yeah, I mean, I think they were, like I said, they were very career focused. I think, um, you, you know, part of me thinks, I uh, kind of, kind of missed laying the groundwork on other aspects of my life during my thirties. But, uh, you, you can't really talk about my thirties without talking about Kirkland and Ellison, the job that I had there. And I worked on average, you know, well over 2200 hours a year for that entire stretch. And just, that was just billable. So, um, Yeah, that's what I would call it. Okay, how how I enjoyed my 30s though as well. I think my very early years at the law firm were uh, some of the worst. I did not always enjoy that. Right, it's a tough job. I remember you talked about
1: that too. Also, like you, I don't think you felt like you were as dedicated to it as you wanted to be, and you just kind of flipped a switch, I guess. Like, yeah, decided like I'm going to do this. I'm going to be good at this. I'm going to work at this, and then you. Things changed from there. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, I, I think a lot of people, um, you go to law school, law school is very odd. Uh, it's just, it, it's three years and there's no reason for it to be three years. You know, sorry to my friends that are <laughs> run law schools, but, uh, uh, first year of law school, you learn like the basics that you need to, you learn kind of, I always say like at law school, you kind of learn how to think that's the most important thing. Um, and then the second and third year, just great. I mean, I, I loved it. Like you, you take elective classes, you do all this stuff that's not really necessary for your like training, whether you're going to go to a firm or whether you're going to go into public interest or whether you're going to try to become a legislator or whatever you are like you're going to do all these electives and they're helpful, but they're not like critical at all. And so, um, and by the time you finish law school, you've, you've been on a, Really, again, almost no matter what you're planning to do, you've you've been on kind of a a romp for a while, um, and and exams and everything suck. But like most people, already have a job lined up. I mean, I like I I I already had within two weeks of beginning my second year, I had like a job offer to go to Kirkland for the wow. summer. And even though you're not guaranteed that that will then move into a, a full time job, like most people, that's how it works. So. So anyway, the, the, that's a long way of saying that when you finish law school and you head into uh, the, the difficulties that come with being a young associate where you really don't know entirely what you're doing and um, you get put on, you know, oftentimes the, the work that kind of nobody else wants to do for the case and it's it's the most uh, tedious and, and often the least uh, thought-provoking work on these larger cases— Um, it can be hard. I mean, I I had a few great opportunities in my early years and, um, and didn't even kind of recognize how lucky I was on a few of those things, but there were, there were some rough stretches where I'm just working, you know, all hours of the week repeatedly on something that's just like reviewing a pile of documents. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, I reviewed, I must review 20,000 documents this week. It's rough. Uh, and, and so, you know, it's easy to get a little beaten down. And like, we were all kind of negative about it. Like my friends that were all doing it and we would like get together and, you know, kind of do like fantasy escape fiction, you know, for ourselves <laughs> about like, Oh, what are we going to do? And then, uh, yeah, just, just one day. I mean, it was just, it just struck me as very clear kind of out of nowhere that I was like, what are you doing? You know, like you, you are literally spending, I just described my thirties as, as inextricably linked to my career. So if you're not going to enjoy that and it's like the most, it was the biggest part. I mean, obviously a lot of people in their thirties, like that's where they start their family and so forth, but almost everybody in their thirties, you are building out something, you know, about what you're going to kind of got to do. And if you don't like it, like what are you doing?
1: I'm going to butcher a short anecdote by my friend, Tom Blanford, who was climbing like a rock face. I think he was out with like some sort of like maybe uh outward bound thing or something. And he's, he's like, uh, climbing the, the face of a rock, and the uh, and he thinks he's like he, he's in trouble. He's like, I'm, I'm, I can't do this. I, I, I got nowhere to go. Well, yeah. and his uh, the guy who was with him said, "Uh, hey, if you can't get out of it, get into it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sound, sound like kind of maybe no. where you
0: were. No, so, I, but I had a moment too where where a guy who who I worked for quite a bit was just like he he just gave this like little speech about how much he loved like his job and the opportunities that he got and i remember like thinking oh you know cuz i'd heard him say it before and but i remember thinking like oh he's serious yeah you know <laughs> like he's not making it up and like we we're not required to kind of you know bitch and moan about all this stuff like we we can turn it in. I mean, I, I love my job. Like I, certainly there are many, many days where I'm like, Oh God, that was too much work and I'm tired. And I mean, I just finished working. I built 306 hours last month. Good that is very rare for me to go over 300. It was an onslaught of work while we prepared for a trial. And I was consistently going to bed at after midnight and waking up at about six and going straight back mm-hmm. to work and working the entire day. Um, and i enjoyed it i mean it was it's like it was thought provoking it was challenging and everything else i wouldn't want to do that all the time obviously but you know the whole point is like um just kind of shifted perspective and and recognized that like you, you know you, you got to you, you should be doing something that that you don't have to be like oh my god i my passion is my work but it has to be something that you don't hate it sounded like the 30s had a big shit in it too as well then huh? i i took a few shits in the <laughs> In the 30s. The so 40s is so was, far none. I was and say, I need to talk to a doctor about that. How old are you now, Rish? I'm 42. 42. So if you had
1: to look ahead um, to what you mm. think will be uh, kind of a, a defining a defining time for your 40s up to 50, what do you think?
0: And a name for that. 40s through 50s. Yeah. I think. Uh, or up to your 50. I'm going to say the payoff. All right. All right. You laid the
1: groundwork, because previous, previous was the groundwork. You had yeah. the big shift, and then there was the groundwork, and now the the payoff. Yep, yeah, I think so. Okay, and now I'm going to ask you to skip a decade. Okay. And if you could, um, you're the decade of your 60s up until your 70, what do you hope will typify
0: that 10-year
1: that span?
0: I hope it's... Uh it's kind of like the travel times. Okay. Like I nice. hope that I hope my sixties are spent. I hope I'm retired and I hope that I, um, have opportunities, you know, to, uh, do a lot of the things that, uh, haven't yet done and, and would be intrigued to do. Great. Uh, whether that, whether that involves me, you know, Having kids at that point, who would be finally heading off to college, maybe in my early sixties? I guess. Jesus. Uh, you got to get busy. Kid. Yeah, yeah.
1: See, I think <laughs> unlikely,
0: unlikely, or whether that's just you know uh, traveling around and and seeing my friends that aren't dead yet. Okay,
1: I'm going to win this bet that has you married off with kids. Yeah, so I'm going to win right. this
0: thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was it, buddy. I'm gonna. Okay. I'll, I'll let you go. Oh, I'll let you go
1: at seventy. Okay. Good.
0: <laughs> good. Good. All right. All right. We're in the past tens. Got a few things we're coming back to later. What are ten things that cost over ten cents? I've been trying $10. to make some
1: notes, but I've okay. confused it with some of your earlier answers. I was just looking them over. So within my little list of things that are more than a dime and less than ten bucks was John Wayne Gacy. Oh. <laughs> So I, I got no, <laughs> it. He ain't keep worth a dime. Okay, that guy worth a dime. Separate.
0: Okay. So all right, TJ. Here's the situation, buddy. You are on a show called Tenth Best. Okay. All right. I'm your host, Marv Furnace. <laughs> was... And I got to tell you, the way that this game works is we talk about it's we talk about. 10th best things. Okay. Okay. And what I mean by that, TJ, is we pick a a certain topic, and the topic we're going to start with today is actors. Okay. Okay, actors and actresses. Yep. You got to say, who has the best, 10th best movie? (laughs) All right? So you could take that guy that was in The Godfathers, and then uh, he played Fredo, and then he was in Deer Hunter, my friend, and then he was in a couple other he was only in 5 movies ever yep. like John Cazale or right. whatever his name is uh good john yep. above yep. halfway on the john scale right yep. uh that guy his 10th best movie wasn't in one didn't it so didn't it can't be one. in there yep. so there's some people James
1: Dean didn't have one
0: some people burn bright but don't yep. have a great 10th and i'm going to ask you to tell me who which actor or actress has the best 10th best movie and then I, here's how this game works I argue with you. Right. I tell you you're wrong, and if you can convince me you're right, you get ten thousand dollars. All right, I I I, I got Welcome an to the furnace,
1: <laughs>
0: Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Yeah. All right. So let's start with you. Got to start walking through. We got to get down uh, to where we think the tenth is. All
1: right. There's two. There's well, certainly the first French Connection.
0: Yeah, um, that's not his tenth best. That's a, a great one.
1: Royal Tenenbaums. Yep. Um, Hoosiers. Yep. Hoosiers. The conversation. Okay. Uh, Bat twenty one. Uh, not great. Not no. great. Uh, um, th- you th- that, don't want that to be the no. Tenth. But I think we're going to be. I think above that's going to be his 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 tenth his tenth best. Okay. Uh, Hunt for Red Octo- No. Uh. Red. No. On Friday, October? No. no. You're thinking of the one with Denzel Washington. Yeah. Uh, it was Crimson called Tide. Crimson Tide. Yeah. That could be his 10th best.
0: All right. But I don't think that's winning if it is. <laughs> I don't think that's the best of anyone's 10th best movies. Um, there's a bunch I'm going to forget. The Last Detail? Was he in The Last Detail? I don't know. Um, I mean, if you can't name 10, you, you're not getting oh, that gotta 10 name grand. I got
1: to 10. Oh, Oh, then just switch it to like De Niro or Pacino right, or, talk, or someone
0: easy yeah, like Hey, give me what are the ten?
1: Uh, oh man. Um I don't know, can I name ten? I
0: can I'm sure once I see a list I could name. Nah, 10 we don't by, we you're not allowed to get to when you're in the furnace you can't pull out IMDB. <laughs> I mean Hackman's not a terrible suggestion. I've heard worse. Oh, it's definitely not terrible. I, I've, I've heard worse, but it ain't the winner. It ain't the winner. I mean, what about, like, you start with, like, a Harrison Ford. You got a bunch of easy ones right away. Yeah, but, but his... You got Star Wars. He falls off Empire a cliff. You got The Empire Strikes Back. Harrison Ford falls off a cliff. I'm just looking... I just need a great 10th. We're going to be, like, his 10th is going to be, like... I can give you like, 10. I can give you a Regarding ten. Henry or
1: something First like that.
0: First of all, that. if... The, regarding Henry's a good movie. Not just, really. Uh, I mean, this guy's got a lot of great movies. You got... Indiana Jones. If you get me down to 10th and it's Witness, I'll, I'll say you're right. I might be able to do that. Okay. We have uh, the, the uh, original Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. We got uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade with you, Sean Connery. That's a great movie. Yep. Uh, we got Star Wars. We got Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. We got Force Awakens, maybe number 10. That's not a bad movie. We got The Fugitive, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. We got Witness, which is excellent. We have presumed innocent, which is good, but maybe is not. I'm hoping it's not in the top. Air 10. Force One you got Air Force One, okay was movie. Patriot Games. I I was getting ready to come to. You got your Clear and Present Danger. You got your Patriot Games. Those are two very solid movies. You got Blade Runner.
1: That's a fine.
0: Film. Okay, you got. So I'm already thinking that like right now I'm already sitting on Presumed Innocent is the number ten, and that is a that's a fine film. That's yeah, a good one. That is a good film. That is a good film. But I, I, like I think Bennehy I'm missing some key Harrison Fords here.
1: Uh Frantic. Um oh a uh, Working Girl. Mm-hmm. Um you know, what the was Patriot Games the uh was that John uh, was that Tom Clancy or no? Yeah. Okay. Then what's the one with Brad Pitt where Brad Pitt's like an Irish uh uh like an Irish IRA guy? Uh ah, not sure. Not okay. sure
0: but that's one possibility. Harrison Ford, Tom Cruise. Possibility, you no. got like five good Mission Impossible's. No. no, you don't. Sure, you do. No, you don't. <laughs> you can start with you got. There's a lot of great. There's. I can give you 15 good Tom Cruise's.
1: You're not going to get there with Cruise. 100. I can't.
0: You got. He's oh, definitely he's not better gonna than win. Hackman.
1: I don't care what his 10th movie is. You're not going to win. He might. You're already not going to beat Harrison Ford.
0: And if we if Hold we went on. through all the like Dustin you Hoffman's got movies, Minority Report, fantastic.
1: Fantastic.
0: Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow. But it's still Tom Cruise. Edge of Tomorrow. So what? He's in good movies. He's a he, nobody. You don't have to like the guy. He's in great movies. I He's don't know in, if he is. Ah, Are I, you going
1: to consider Top Gun a great movie?
0: I don't think Top Gun is a top 10 Tom Cruise
1: movie. Are you going to consider like All the Right Moves? Nope. Are you going to um uh
0: but like A Few Good Men? Absolutely. Good film. Yeah. Uh Mission Impossible, there uh the first one? May- the last two have been very good. Are you going to hit me with Far and Away at some point or Eyes I'm Wide not, Shut? I'm not going to hit you with either of those. Uh, I am going to hit you. Days of Thunder cocktail? Uh, I think Risky are- Business? Risky Business, maybe. I think Days of Thunder, Thunder I like. Tropic Thunder? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, probably not a top 10 for him.
1: Uh I think this is a. I think this. I think this one's a losing. But be- or we're just not going to see eye to eye on that one. Ah, but you, well, if whatever you don't like- Robert Duvall's tenth best is is going to be better than Tom Cruise's. No, without a doubt. Well, no. a day's, you say no without. It's that. Days of Thunder for both.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's Days of Thunder for both. So you, you you can't. What are Robert Duvall? You don't have ten great Robert Duvall. You got Apocalypse. Streep's got to win this, right? Could be, could be Street. Yeah, uh,
1: but but also like I, I'm not going to remember, and also there's Matt a Damon? few I'm not going to know But Matt Damon. I don't know. I think you're going to end
0: up with We Bought a Zoo or something. No, you're not because you got you got Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Thirteen, two of the Born movies at least. Goodwill. You got Goodwill Hunting. You got Rounders. You got. Uh, I feel like we're still missing like a franchise that he that he was. Oh, uh, Born. I already did two oh, okay. two Borns. There's uh, two. You could you could do all three borns. They're all three good enough. Born supremacy is the weakest, uh, but
1: but hell, it feels like if you got three borns in there, where someone's going to have a better tenth movie.
0: Maybe, but yeah. I've yet to hear who that person is.
1: I wish I knew more James Garner movies because I'd like him to win this. I wish yeah. I knew because I I have a feeling Steve McQueen could win this, and I don't know ten Steve McQueen movies. Yeah. But if you got down to like if hell if Great Escape or Mag Seven or or, or Thomas Crown was like the the tenth, then mm-hmm. you know then you could get there. Bullet then. Um,
0: I yeah. How about DiCaprio. Mm, if you get if you get me a Gilbert Grape, I'll say you have a winner. All right. Well, what what's better? Let's go. Movies clearly better than Gilbert <laughs> Grape. Can we name nine of them? Because we got that's tough. That's uh, tough to get You're going to put Titanic above that or no? I get uh, Okay. Uh, I think you got not to. For me, I think you got to. Yeah. I think you got to. Then you, are oh, you going to put, uh, I didn't like Wolf of Wall Street, but I guess you'd put it up there, right? Yeah. Probably. You're going to have to put The Departed. You're going to have to Revenant. put, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Revenants are, whew, that's a tough movie to watch. You. Yeah. I, I don't know that, I don't know on DiCaprio <laughs> whether I would get, I, I think I'd rather, there's 10 Cruise movies I'd rather watch than. If if you're gonna be like the best ten cruises think, or the best ten, do you think Cruz and Hoffman
1: meet at Rain Man?
0: <laughs> oh my God, we forgot Rain Man. <laughs> you tell me uh, we forgot uh, we forgot Magnolia. Oh, I mean, yeah. this you guy's got Magnolia. this guy's got ten. Tom Cruise is maybe the answer here it, in the furnace. This this game. Is f
1: if Tom Cruise ends up winning? Hey, you know you that just
0: it's You're just holding this thing against Tom Cruise. I just don't He's know that 10 many good Pacino scripts.
1: movies right now.
0: Yeah, it could be Pacino. You got your you got your Heat. You got your Scarface. You got your Godfather <laughs> One, Godfather Afternoon. Two, Dog Day Afternoon. It could be Pacino. You got Cervico. Sin of a Woman. C- could be Pacino. Mm-hmm. Could be De Niro. Yeah, it should be. I mean, it should be. It should be one of like five people. All I'm saying is. Cruz, so, to me, sounded better than Hackman on the 10. Hackman's if better. I'm doing the 10. <laughs> no, we gotta, if we had a list in front of us, I know we could get there with Hackman. We don't. We don't. Now, uh, give me. Now we're going to do. Oh, God, there's another round? Yeah. Comedy. Oh, no. Comedy movie. Comedy movie stars. Who's got the best, 10th best movie? Because that's a problem with it's hard for. I won't
1: go there with Kerry. I won't. I won't go there with Jim Carrey. No, he's not even
0: close. I tenth mean, his 10th best, tenth tenth best movie. is going to be a de- oh, debacle. Uh. Uh,
1: Bob Hope and Bing Crosby—they did ten Road to movies. <laughs> yeah, maybe could be. That may just
0: be it. Uh, I, I, what did, about did Marx like, Brothers make ten movies? Did Steve Martin? He could have ten good ones. I don't know if he Chevy made Chase has probably only got about eight, but he's got a strong. 8 I know you're not a huge Chevy Fuck Chase that guy, fan. and no, you're not a fan. I quit the show. If you try to get there with Chevy Chase, I, I could I'll give quit. you a lot of good I'll, Chevy Chase I'll movies. I'll quit.
1: Bill Murray. Then, if you're gonna do it, then do it with Ramis or something like that.
0: Uh Bill Murray, what do you uh, what's his 10th best comedy? Scrooged? Sounds almost perfectly right. <laughs> he's got Groundhog Day, he's got Ghostbusters, he's got ro- uh, uh uh Stripes. Uh, he's got uh Rushmore. Yeah. He's got uh, um, I don't know. Stripes? R- you said Caddyshack? I hadn't said Caddyshack. That's in there obviously. Um Meatballs, maybe, maybe oh, yeah, not. Right. Sure. Uh, meatballs kind of underrated. Stripe's a little overrated mm-hmm. in my view, but uh I don't know. Scrooge is probably Scrooge. Yeah, right. Probably and, get there with that. And, you know, because you got a guy like Will Ferrell or, or Sandler somebody that you know, a lot of those guys have four or five good ones. Mm-hmm. Hard to have ten. Oh very, very hard yeah. in comedy. Harder than comedy and drama. In drama, we were we were picking between guys who guarantee you have a, a very watchable movie at yeah. ten. You, know, oh, you De know, De Niro, Pacino, you know, Cruz, Hackman. They all
1: got watchable number tens. I also didn't go back far enough because not Eddie Murphy. I'm also guessing if we went back to uh Jimmy Stewart, Fonda, uh William Holden or someone, there's gonna be someone with a killer tenth best movie if we if we went back to those guys who did Could be, you know, but like a George Tons C. Scott, guys.
0: maybe uh one yeah. of one of my favorite actors ever, doesn't oh. have ten great ones. He's just got he shines very bright in about six or seven. Yeah. Could you get to Strange Love with his tenth? No. No. No, okay. okay. I mean *Strangelove*. That's like a top thirty movie. I hear you. So you're not George George C. Scott's not in <laughs> one third of the greatest movies of all time.
1: <laughs> well, uh, 12 Angry Men* was he in that? No, no. Oh, he was in else, *Witness for the Prosecution*. Everyone else with a middle initial was was in yes. that was in that yeah. movie. But his
0: courtroom movie was *Witness for the Prosecution*. He's great. He's in *The Hustler*. He's Patton. great in that. He's in *Patton*. Uh, but *Strangelove* is probably his best movie. Yeah. Uh this all right. this show's brutal. Which decade has the best tenth best year? <laughs> we uh
1: of all time?
0: That's right. The tenth... American let's uh, let's say you can have anywhere from uh seventeen seventy six, <laughs> anywhere from the seventeen seventies to this decade. Uh but we're gonna focus on uh the tenth best year. Tenth best year. Worldwide.
1: Mm, worldwide. <laughs> yeah. Okay um 1870s
0: 1870s yeah probably right no no yeah probably definitely not which years are better well you still have like massive uh massive yeah well give me your years give me your single years that are better uh i'm gonna say that probably the 2000s all of them the 2000 through 2010 i'm gonna say it's better I thought, better, I thought you were asking me which, which decade held the tenth best year in it. No, no, I'm saying which decade had its tenth best year as the best. Okay. Right? it's the same game always. It's always the tenth best. <laughs> so if you take the 2000s, the worst year in the 2000s was probably 2007. I mean, total like market collapse and uh, every. Well, no, no, nine eleven's the worst. The so 2001. So it's not the 2000s. 90s uh, could be the 90s. Could be the 90s. What's the worst year in the 90s? I don't know. We're 91 we had a mild recession. There's uh 91 you got the Iraq war. Uh maybe it's the 80s. I think you're going to come back to the 1870s. <laughs> See that I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I mean, you still like you still have massive massive uh problems post the civil war. Sure. Just total post though. Post total debacle. Yeah. Yeah. You still have your no.
1: post-bellum there, no? Yeah, and pre and pre rough world, times, and you're like 30 years before a world war. You know, like rough 30, times, 40 years before before a world. Yeah, war. well, the 1910s
0: are out, you know? the 1930s yeah. are out, the 1920s are out. 19 the, the 1920s you got like good. the Roaring Twenties, but then you have a couple of real bad years yeah. in there that that drag it down uh the 70s maybe the 70s but you had like the The 1870s no (laughs) we
1: celebrate the centennial (laughs) yeah all right well good try (laughs) you almost got my ten
0: thousand dollars but you (laughs) didn't
1: oh that was rough that was was tough all right Rush. here's the situation buddy you've you've been here before you've done this job before and you got picked up to do some freelance work At the Demographic Idiomatic Assignation Corporation. I love it. I love it. I was hoping. And so this is based off of past and passed on, because there's a lot of ways to say that someone's died. Okay. All right. So um, what they want you to do is give, if people haven't heard this, Rush determines which kind of group or demographic or exclusive kind of union of folks gets to use a particular idiomatic uh, expression or phrase for... uh, In the past we did, it was... uh, Beer, and also, oh, money. It was all uh, uh, money, all food Money, words. food words that started with C. C, right. Mm-hmm. So this is all going to gonna be f- um, five different phrases for death or dying okay. that you get to assign to a specific oh, group for exclusive. It. I music. hope I don't let them down. It's oh, a no, great you, job. Don't. They would have <coughs> you back. If you ever had, they wouldn't have you I back. I know, but this time I might. No, I might. you can't. Impossible. Um, cause you're all, you're right on this. You're right. Yeah. So rush, um, they want to say, they want to give exclusive rights to a group or, uh, demographic association of somehow, uh, for kicked the bucket. Oh, I knew who gets I, I, used
0: kicked the bucket. I knew that one would come yeah. up for sure. Um, okay. Kick the bucket. Yeah. Uh, Ron
1: kicked the bucket.
0: Yeah. So, uh, certainly, Anybody in an 80s movie uh, gets to say that, but also, not just in those movies, but also anyone who was between the ages of seven and 27... At any point in time in the 80s, okay. is allowed to do it. Is allowed to be able to say kick the bucket. If you're like, if you're if you're like a millennial, I'm sorry, you can't you can't use that one. Apologies, guys and, and ladies. So You had to be born like from
1: 1953 to 1973. Uh, no, no, yeah, that yeah right? that's exactly 53 right. 53 to 73. You're exactly okay.
0: Right. <laughs> Great. So anyone born that—that's another way to say Perfect. it. That's a different way to say it. <laughs> All right, they love it. They love yeah. it. Uh, how about bid it, Ron? Bid it, okay. You have to have done at least. Uh, you have to like. You know how almost everybody did one karate class. Sure, you know what I mean. In my view, almost everybody like bought a skateboard. Okay, and most people got around on that skateboard a little bit, and some people went to a skate park once or twice. Okay, you have to have gone to a skate park at least three times. Okay, and if you did, and you went there of your own volition. (laughs) then you can use bid it, and if you didn't, I'm sorry. Great. You can't say bid it for (laughs) why people died. How about if someone
1: wants to tell you that Ron died and they say, Ron bought the farm? (laughs) Oh,
0: oh, my goodness. I'm going to say, I hate to do this, and they can tell me that this is unacceptable, but I'm going to straight up say anyone can use it because I I love it. it. Great. Universal. I I love love it. I just, I mean, bought the farm because there will come a time. Where it doesn't work anymore, and I I rue that day. (laughs) Great. Because I love Bought the Farm.
1: I love it. That's our our first universal.
0: You know what? Here's the thing. You can only say somebody Bought the Farm. I'm now going to change it a little bit. Universal minus. Yes. Uh, You can only say Bought the Farm if uh, it's got to be, like, you got to be using a little bit of levity. You know what I mean? You can't. Like uh, you can't use it at the funeral, okay? Unless, unless you are a skilled comedic okay. public okay. speaker. But I don't want people saying about the farm because it is insensitive. Right. It's an insensitive, like it's still universal. It's still universal usage amongst people. Yes, but you have to pick your spot. Yeah, I mean, okay. I was gonna say the person has to have been dead at least a year. Okay, but I, I still think it's kind of okay. I could see situations like uncles being like, "Oh, Ron bought the farm," right. you know. I, I, it's just a. It's kind of a. It's kind of a fun phrase, but you got to be careful using fun okay. phrases around death. <laughs> what about if they want to tell you that Ron died? Um, but uh, and the
1: way they choose to tell it is they say Ron is with the angels. Mm. Who can do that? Okay.
0: If Ron is with the angels, uh-huh. uh, there are only two two groups of people. Okay, they're allowed to use this. The first is. Uh, religious women of sixty years and older. I hear you. Okay, yep. so you have to be all three of those things. Uh, the second is, um, if you're in a if if you're in a a biker gang, okay, and you either loved or hated the Hell's Angels, <laughs> okay. either as a as a rival or as the gang you were in. <laughs> okay, great. so you say hey, with the other angels. All
1: right. I feel like we could do this all day, but I only have one more okay, for you. Great. Um, they want to say that Ron's dead, uh, and they said,
0: they, they, uh, who can say Ron is taking a dirt nap? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> the only people that are allowed to say that so-and-so is taking a dirt nap
1: uh-huh.
0: are, uh, uh, guides who are somehow trying to, uh, get a, a group of misfit, uh, uh, Fish out of water through an otherwise perilous <laughs> okay. situation. All right, so like think like Curly when the city slickers, uh, sure, uh, you know, uh, get separated sure. from the herd and it's a big problem, or
1: uh, like a scout troop that got his his pack lost in yes. the woods and they have to yeah. get over a mountain to get back. But down. It's, it's
0: it's more like it's more like the scout troop got lost and they because their leader got bit by a snake okay. and died. <laughs> gotcha. And then now they found this like mountain man who's gonna get them. <laughs> Somehow, some way, to to health and safety. That guy is allowed to be like he's taking a dirt nap. Oh, your
1: leader took a dirt nap. Yeah, but basically nobody else can. Like
0: if there's, you know, if there's a a a party of uh, if there's a bachelorette party that's uh, uh, taking a cruise down (laughs) the Amazon and uh, the thing uh, runs aground, and then they've got like uh, one of the one of the, got hit by a blow dart. Yeah, one of the crew members <laughs> uh, has got to get them somehow back to uh, you know so South is, wherever they're going. Because like, right. the maid of honor got bit by a pit viper. And yeah. Now she's taking a dirt nap. She's <laughs> taking a dirt nap. Although in that case, she's uh, she's probably taking a, a water nap. But yeah,
1: <laughs> great. I All think right. I would see like. The way you enjoy that, your work at that at that place, it yeah. almost feels like you were half in, half out, and then one day you just said,
0: uh, "I'm going to do this damn job." Because I mean, you love, show
1: up, you show up joyfully. I to love work at working
0: that place. at the Synonym Assignation <laughs> uh, Division or whatever exactly it's called. All right, are we back to the I think uh, we are, beginning? Man. Okay, so I asked you. Yes. Uh, here's the situation. You must name. 10 things yep. that cost over 10 cents yep. and under $10 that contribute significantly to your enjoyment of life, give me 10. Okay. I'm going to do my best on this. Um, and you're welcome to talk about each one of them a little bit to buy yourself a I'll, little I'll extra time. give time you some.
1: And, and significant is, is the only, like, you know, because some of these things provide me great comfort. I don't know how significant they are. Okay. But um, on this list, I would put a book. Okay. I have plenty of of books. Usually I buy them used or whatever, so they will almost always come in that time frame and that gives me significant
0: joy. Great. Great um, answer. Great answer. They're, they're family over in the corner like. like hey, great hey, answer. Hey. Great answer, TJ.
1: Um I, the other day I bought uh, I I thought I had this song in my collection, but I didn't. Uh, uh, The version of the song by a guy named James Carr called The Dark End of the Street, which I purchased for $1.29.
0: There you go. You got Um, music singles. Yes. So we got books. We got music singles. Both of those uh, make a lot of sense.
1: I got two pairs of Humdinger, absolutely comfy, cozy wonderfully warm winter socks mm. for between 10 cents and 10 dollars. I don't know if it's significant, but it sure feels like it is when I have those on. You know I'm not arguing with that one. I hear you. I know I that one's socks. right. Up, right up your So, here's a different take on it, which I don't know if it like is, oh, this is gives me super significant, but I know it's important every day and it's in between that time frame, uh a key
0: Okay. I wouldn't be able to get in my house. Mm, I uh, okay. <laughs> on Family Feud. I I I'm looking not so much for. I mean, it, I don't think of it that way. Like you probably never look at your key and are like, "I love this key," or okay. "like this key is aiding my life." Like I get it, right? It's that that would be more like that's a necessity. Okay, less than something that's giving. All, I'm also all your previous scratch light bulb. perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I really think of socks. You know those wool socks that you just winter socks, excuse me. Or, or the, your first three answers are perfect. Okay. Right, right, right. What I'm looking at. I'm hoping this is also up your alley because I do enjoy every one
1: of these. I have a case of Polar Club soda. I it was one of my ten. Okay, great.
0: Although you can't get. Oh, you, can you get a case for? Oh yeah, uh... I can get um, three half cases for ten bucks at the Jewel. Uh, so what I've been buying are the uh, the thirty three ounces, the yep. liters, and I get twelve of those for fourteen ninety nine. Gotcha, and that's the but but any one bottle, yep. I would say significant enjoyment in my life. I also put Diet Dr Pepper on there because uh, that's that's another drink that uh, that I like a lot. Here's here's one that won't be on your list, and again may
1: or may not be significant, but certainly the first one of the day for me. My piping hot coffee I mm-hmm. find improves my my uh, my day.
0: I think that would be one of the top answers on okay. the board for, I, I don't drink coffee, but I got to think that's way up there. Probably, probably that, that I would say for certain yep. is a top 10 answer uh, if you, if you interview the whole country. What do I got? I got one, two, three, four, five so far. I mean, think about people that are like, my day doesn't even start till I have my coffee. Yep. I got to have my coffee.
1: Now, there are two things I basically eat every single day. Okay. um, And just, Often, the first thing I do in the morning is I walk over to Lincoln Square, I get my coffee, and I figure out what my dessert at the end of the day is going to be. Okay. Um, today, it was a muffin called Off With Their Heads from this okay. place called Geraldine's, which is a raspberry jam topped uh, blackberry muffin with um, little pieces of chocolate in there. So my muffin, my cookie, or my sweet at the end of the day is, I love it. is something I that's, that's, that's on my list. In
0: keeping with uh, a recent episode where you said, if, you, if given the opportunity, you will always kind of save the best for last. Mm-hmm. And so you do that. I, I love that. So yep. you set yourself up up to where at the end of every day you're going to have like a sweet treat to cap it off every single day that's awesome
1: um another thing i eat every day with my dinner is some sort of piece of bread of lately it's been uh uh half of a uh non flatbread but i have that every single every single day and it does bring me comfort
0: and pleasure and when you're having that piece of bread are you is it like is it like a tr- are you savoring it or is it more utilitarian like it helps to hold the uh, meal together if
1: it? i don't have it i feel like my meal is incomplete sometimes i've made things of like oh there's noodles in here i don't need a piece of bread I'm, i have that like that grain and then when i'm done i'm like i'm not done i go yeah, and i heat up a piece of bread and put butter on it all right um i again maybe significantly improves a good pen um yeah. i actually signed something today uh, it, it was at the bank and a guy handed me, you know, handed me, he's like, here, just sign this. And I was like, "Who? there's great action on this. Oh, pen. Nice. And the guy so goes, it's my special pen. He, he, yeah. So he, we had this, this, um, co-appreciation right yeah. now for the, the, um, the smooth action and handling okay. of that, of that pen. Um, so that was one, two, three, four, five, six. I think that was eight. And that kind of, Oh, John McEnroe, John McEnroe's on on. Yeah. John Wayne uh, Gacy. Yep, he's right there. John yep. McEnroe. Um, so those are the ones I had written down. Um on a given day, I um I take great joy in a baseball. Can I say that? Uh yeah. And that's in that that's in that you price can't. Have, so I put
0: can of tennis balls on mine.
1: Okay. Um a baseball and then
0: let me throw one at you that Please might do. might Please get in do. there. Probably doesn't, but it might for you. What about a deck of playing cards?
1: Um I really only handle them now in a casino, okay, so i don't I don't have them i own I own plenty, but i Beth and i uh, almost
0: never play cards, okay, but I hear you, I hear you now, I thought uh dice wouldn't be in there for sure no, nah. but uh I thought maybe cards would get in there for you um trying to think of what else
1: I don't do too much else, I don't really buy any. Movies or anything else? Go. Do you have? Do you have your? Do you have your list there? Maybe that'll
0: spring something for me. Yeah. From last I mean, I, I did the same thing. I tried to do it. Uh, well, I didn't try to. I did it under a minute. So who knows? But I went with Polar Shelter. Yep. Died Dr. Pepper. Uh, iTunes songs. Oh, you did. Yep. No. Okay. Uh, new pair of crew socks. Okay. Because <laughs> my work socks cost over ten dollars a pair, unfortunately, <laughs> but they're like eleven ninety nine. I looked it up. How about afterwards? Um, deck of playing cards for me fast food sandwich like i just there's too many like good meals for me can of tennis balls fart machine uh nice uh i just think like i've had i've had some fun stories like those things are like six dollars and i've had some good times uh using a fart machine uh and then i said like sauce so like you pick whatever you want barbecue sauce mayonnaise ketchup whatever it is i love sauce I know it was
1: bound by 10s but there certainly wasn't anything that you had to leave off of your list because it was less than a
0: dime was there? No, but I didn't want okay. like I didn't want, like love and friendship gotcha. and all this bullshit,
1: you this, know. They, I don't know if you noticed, I've been uh, I've I've really, you know, like tried to ne- not smoke at all yep. anymore. So I've been gnawing the hell out of these Starbucks um, stirs, yeah. uh, which, which would have been car, zero cents. I yeah. grab, I grab five or ten every time I go there, and I just keep mm-hmm. them in my pocket and at them. But so this would have actually not made, not made the list. Right now, I'm just gonna have to leave my list incomplete for now. Okay, I'll, I'll come up with one in a future, in a future time. We'll come
0: back to it, and I would love to hear from folks as to who, which actor <gasps> has the best, tenth best movie. Who do you
1: think will? Who? Oh, Cac will be great for this. Yeah, because sure. Cac is a list man.
0: By nature, he's a list. A lot man. of so people he are might... going to have some good ones, and if you get to go to IMDb, then we could have a real challenge. We could do yeah. at some point, you know, if 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 we got interest. Who you knows? You
1: know, what's going to be interesting if you start to include voice work. Oh, because like Samuel Jackson has mm. been in every Avengers movie, right? Like yeah. I think, and also done voice work. You might end up with Samuel Jackson might be able to get there with you know, like one of the infinity. I think as people
0: think about this, you should not include kind of cameos Mm -hmm. and you should not. I think you should not include voice work, although that's a little unfair because maybe it's like, if if it's voice work, like Tom Hanks for toy story, maybe he should count that. I mean, that's a, that's a massive lift, Mm -hmm. right? He's it's a main character, but uh, I do think like you make a good point. That Samuel I mean, you L. gotta L. Jackson, let Craig T.
1: Nelson if he's gonna be on here. You gotta let him include The Incredibles. Uh, yeah, if he's gonna true. make it, you if gotta let him. It. Yeah, if he it's gets like, there with Get Hard as his coach tenth best the movie, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, he's not gonna get. He's not gonna get too close. But I, I'd love to hear some other some other nominations. I, I bet it ends up being like Tom Cruise or De Niro. Maybe Pacino. I'm not going to get there with Cruz. I, I I've already given you. you 10 great cruises. Yeah, but
1: he's not. I don't think you have.
0: Huh. I don't think you have. I can give you 10. I can give you 10 great cruises, and there's still five <laughs> lining up outside and the door. far and away, is still waiting in, out in the waiting room. Dying to come in <laughs> five more. Days of Thunder's pretty good. It's not going yeah. to make the top 10.
1: Not going to make the top 10. All right. Well, uh, th- th- thank-, thank you guys for that. And thanks uh, to Nate DeFort. Uh, for producing thanks to Julie Nichols who does our music thanks to Emily Cardenas who did our artwork um, if you want to write to us you can find us at heres the situation podcast at gmail.com you can find us on Twitter it's either TJ and Rush or here's the situation you can find us either way there it's um, at TJ and Rush I think. it's at TJ and
0: Rush oh, okay anything else Rush? no that's it we'll say goodbye to everybody oh, okay goodbye everybody